0: Welcome to a special edition of the Noon Report. I'm your host, Bob Price, and this is our 2022 Year in Review. Over the next half hour, we're going to relive some of the most momentous events the past 12 months. In 2022, we witnessed war in Europe, mourned the death of a queen, grappled with runaway crime, and coped with sky-high prices. In 2022, we sent a rocket to the moon, emerged from the The shadow of COVID weathered a tumultuous election and consigned Roe to the ash heap of history. So, without further ado, let's take a walk down memory lane and relive 2022.
1: War now close at hand.
2: The Russian military has begun a brutal assault on the people of Ukraine.
1: The largest invasion of a neighboring country in Europe since World War II. This conflict could escalate to World War III.
2: Ukraine is not going down without a
1: fight. This is going to be Putin's really big mistake. President Zelensky saying Ukraine is the fate of Europe, Europe is being decided. An
2: epic traffic disaster playing out in Virginia. An early morning fire in Philadelphia. In New York City, at least 19 people are killed.
3: The Supreme Court of the United States blocked President Biden's vaccine mandate. We won't move an inch. It's time to go home.
2: This is history in Canada. The convoy
0: began as a movement against vaccine requirements. The Rams were built to win the Super Bowl and they have sealed the deal.
1: Tom Brady is officially retiring. Tom
2: Brady
4: unretired.
2: Let the games begin. The Winter Olympics. Is it time to end these mask mandates? It
3: is the right decision to lift this mandate?
2: Uh-oh, Richard! <laughs>
4: oh, wow! Wow!
5: Breaking news on the state of inflation here
4: in the U.S. Inflation at a new four-decade high.
1: We've got an inflation problem. The one, two,
2: and three agenda items. Inflation, inflation, and inflation. Gas prices, they're killing us. Prices for everything are going up. The bird is free.
3: The deal is done. Twitter
1: has been sold to Elon Musk.
2: He now wants to turn Twitter into the world's, quote,
1: platform for free speech. We are focusing on a member of the University of Pennsylvania
2: women's swim team. The biggest change for me is that I'm happy. It is just not
3: fair. Florida's so-called don't-say-gay law. It's
2: called the parental
1: rights and education bill. How many parents want their kindergartners to have
2: transgenderism injected into classroom instruction?
1: Disney is taking a stand against the parental rights bill.
2: If Disney wanted to be more inclusive, maybe don't charge 200 bucks to get in. Because last I checked, the prices are keeping more people out of the park
0: then the pronouns.
2: 46 people found dead in the back of an abandoned 18-wheeler border states are done shouldering america's immigration crisis
1: there's a record number of people coming across the border we do have an invasion the border is closed the border is secure
3: just replace the taliban with the cartel and you have southern texas first bus dropping migrants off just blocks away from the capital
1: more than
0: five million foreign nationals have come in and broken our laws.
3: America's crime
2: crisis. (laughs) What's being ignored? Crime. Homicide rates in Philadelphia
1: continue to grow. Chicago is a city in crisis right now. Violent crime is spiking on the streets of L.A. You have to have your head on a swivel because you never know what's going to happen to you. you ever seen anything
4: bad happen here? Every day.
1: It started around 2.30 Saturday afternoon in the parking lot of this Topps friendly market store.
4: We have suffered a mass shooting with Multiple casualties. A
2: lone gunman armed with weapons of war and hate filled soul shot and killed 10 innocent people in cold blood. A gruesome
1: scene at that school. The gunman killed 19 children and two teachers. People are rightfully. Angry. There's compelling evidence the law enforcement response to the attack at Robb Elementary was an abject failure.
3: She's a mom on a mission to find baby formula. We've been looking all over. The court has
1: ruled. States can decide whether abortion should be legal. Roe versus Wade is history. This fall, Roe is on the ballot.
3: It feels like a betrayal. It's been a 50-year battle. My first reaction was rage. This is an amazing victory.
2: And it will save millions of lives. I thought the courts were there to protect our freedoms the right to life
3: has been vindicated the voiceless will finally have a voice Ayman al-Zawari was killed in a CIA drone strike what a spectacle a tribute to the Queen's
2: 70-year reign the longest in history the FBI has executed a search warrant at the
3: home of former President Trump there are people standing at the gates with AK-47s what's happening at Mar-a-Lago we had the raid of a former president's home in America
2: President Biden has signed the inflation reduction
3: The biggest ever investment to fight climate change. The Inflation Reduction Act, if they called it what it really is, they would get laughed out of the room.
2: It doesn't have anything to do with inflation. A spacecraft the size of a refrigerator rammed into an asteroid. He has done it! 62! Aaron Judge! The Houston Astros World Champions!
1: 3, 2, 1, and liftoff of Artemis 1. We
2: rise together back to the moon and
1: beyond. America's pivotal midterm election.
2: Control of Congress is still up for grabs. This is sort of the setting of the table for the next two years. While the press and the pundits are predicting a giant red wave, uh, it didn't happen.
1: We will be in the majority. I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in
2: the next Congress.
3: Raphael Warnock will reclaim his seat. You've got
2: me for six more years. Arizona Democratic Senator Kirsten Cinema is changing her party affiliation. Mm-hmm. Federal agents investigate investigating Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's overseas business deals. Hunter Biden, the president's son, will be a target for investigation. We have one of the biggest scandals in American history. Who is the big guy? The big guy is Joe Biden. WNBA star Brittany Griner is headed home. Welcome home, Brittany.
3: This is a trade that no one likes to see. It
1: pays to kidnap American citizens. This was not a choice of which American to bring home. The choice before us
3: was one or none. We've got a Marine sitting over there.
4: I don't understand why I'm still sitting here. My bags are packed. I'm ready to go home.
3: This year, the person of the year is Volodymyr Zelensky and the spirit of Ukraine.
2: They call me Mr. Tips. We have lost an icon. Trailblazing actor Sidney Poitier.
3: Bob Saget, the comedian actor known as America's Dad, found dead in his hotel room. We are remembering, of course, a rock
1: legend. Meatloaf. Oscar-winning actor William Hurt died today. Madeline Albright, the first woman to serve as U.S. Secretary of State has died of cancer. The country music
5: world is mourning the death of superstar Naomi Judd. How am I funny? Just,
2: you know how you tell the story. Actor Ray Liotta has died. Now we remember Paul Sorvino. We are also remembering the life of NBA great Bill Russell. What by Bill Russell.
5: It's time for Dodger baseball
3: passed away at 94 years old. The voice who provided the soundtrack of summer.
5: Hi, everybody, and a very pleasant Sunday to you, wherever you may be. Actress,
1: singer, songwriter, and legend, Olivia Newton-John has passed away. Mr. Gorbachev... Tear down this wall. Russian state media is reporting that Mikhail Gorbachev, the last president of the Soviet Union, died today. Loretta Lynn, a beloved
2: country music artist, has Mm -hmm. passed away.
1: Actress Angela Lansbury has died at the age
2: of 96. Hello, cheers. This is how most of America knew Kirstie Alley's name.
1: Fleetwood Mac singer Christine McVie has died. A few moments ago, Buckingham Palace announced the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Britain's longest reigning monarch has died. When Her Majesty the Queen died this afternoon, a little piece of all
2: of us died with her.
5: My whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted
4: to your service. She has lived so well and set examples for every one of us to follow.
2: Service in life, hope in death. All who follow the Queen's example and inspiration of trust and faith in God can with her say, we will meet again.
0: Welcome back to our special edition of the Noon Report. It's our 2022 year in review. I'm your host, Bob Price, and we've set aside a regular programming today to relive the stories and events that shaped our lives the past 12 months. Recently, the Family Life News team assembled in studio to talk about what we thought were the five biggest stories of the year and why. Take a listen. Greg Gillespie, Mark Webster, and Brandon Dixon, thank you guys. Can't wait to hear what your top five stories of the year will be. Let's go over a few ground rules up front. Nobody's allowed to say the words coronavirus or COVID-19 today. That's <laughs> been out <So>. loud <laughs> after the last two years. Sorry, <laughs> there goes number five. <laughs> two minutes in the penalty box if you do. Now, all joking aside, let's begin with the boss, uh, Brandon
2: Dixon. What was your fifth biggest story You know, of the this year? year was one of the toughest years to be able to whittle it down to five. So I've actually kind of uh, combined some of them. And this one is one of those. I have upheaval in the UK. This was a tough year for the United Kingdom, and and normally I wouldn't go out on this limb and and discuss our neighbors across the pond, but from the musical chairs, that was the prime minister's job of Boris Johnson resigning, new prime minister in for just a few weeks before she resigned, to then also the passing of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, This was a really tough year for the United Kingdom, so that had the number five spot. All right, good one. Very good, and I didn't think of that, but uh, what did you have, Mark?
3: I got... What, and I'm going to put it in finger quotes. End of the pandemic. <laughs> so many unanswered <laughs> questions say. We, we, <laughs> say. we yeah. think, we hope. Uh, we still don't know so much. Did it really emerge from a lab in Wuhan? And uh, will we ever know about it? Because there's still labs out there functioning. Could we have another one? There's still no consensus on the actual effectiveness of masking. What the effect was of isolation and masking. Is it making us sick now? So many questions. And are there more plagues yet to come? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, Greg, we were talking about this. Maybe the lack of the, not talking about COVID so much it is a story in of itself. What did you have
1: as five? My number five is that voting is even less of a one-day election the change Mm -hmm. to mail-in ballots and absentee ballots. Democrats had huge turnout in the advance voting, Republicans on the day of voting. It has really changed things. I think it's also going to be a balance between election deniers and ballot security. Are we allowing people who have the right to vote to vote?
0: Yeah, great one. My fifth biggest story was mass shootings. Every year it seems we have one. This Mm -hmm. year we had two, two weeks apart. A grocery store in Buffalo, an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, unspeakable acts of evil, reigniting the gun control debate and dominating the news cycle for much of the spring and summer. That's why mass shootings was my fifth biggest story. Moving on, top five stories of the year. We'll begin this one, this round, with Mark Webster, your fourth. All right,
3: my number four was the midterm elections. I think for a lot of Republicans, the 2022 midterms feel like Super Bowl 25 did for the Bills. It's the (laughs) one they should have won. Complete control of Congress was right for the Harvest, but the hall turned out to be a lot more meager than expected. It leaves so many questions for Republican leadership and questions going forward. Donald Trump, the big elephant in the room, should he be involved in the Republican Party? And if he gets kicked out... Will he take the hint? Uh, yeah. Or will he fracture the party? Or we even head it to uh, more than a two-party system in this country?
0: Interesting. So much for that red wave, huh? <laughs> uh, Greg, what was your fourth
1: biggest story? My four I've titled the Twitter flip-flop. At the beginning of the year, there were a lot of conservatives who were iced out of Twitter. By the end of 22, a lot of liberals were boycotting Twitter, or at least complaining about it. I think the switch under Elon Musk has really changed the marketplace of ideas. Yeah, good one. My fourth
0: biggest. Guys, was the border disorder not only one of the biggest stories of the year, but also, I think, one of the most underreported stories of the year? Record number of illegal border crossings, has some calling it an invasion at our southern border. The UN calls the US Mexico border the most dangerous border in the world. And that's why border
2: disorder was my fourth biggest story of 2022. Brandon Dixon. That was the one that just barely missed my cut, but uh, I actually, I think Mark was cheating and copping off my notes. Uh, my fourth Mark, was, that's two I've, minutes in the yeah, penalty box. Destroyed. Go back in the penalty box, it was <laughs> along with your COVID reference. Uh, mine was the red wave, the red tsunami, the red hurricane, whatever you wanted to call it, that wasn't. Uh, the house was supposed to flip in spectacular fashion for the GOP, but barely was won by Republicans. So it did not turn out that midterm election the way the republicans thought it, and it was a huge win for the democratic party this year. gotcha top five stories of
0: 2022 what were they we've gone through two we've got three more to go guys my third biggest story Nation. i'm just going to rhyme the rest of this time here guys <laughs> um why does everything cost so much how many times did you hear that in 2022 the price you pay for the stuff you buy dominated the news cycle all year round whether it was gas prices or grocery bills and that's why
2: inflation, to me, was the third biggest story of the year. Brandon, what was yours? You copied off of me on this one now. So <laughs> I, I had the inflation issue. I, I, it's hard not to see it, not only for this year, but we're going to see it a lot into 2023. I have a funny feeling it'll become the COVID cuss word, if you will. But yeah, prices soaring to record highs, all of us. I mean, it's universal. Everyone's feeling the pinch from inflation and doesn't seem to be a transitory issue or one that's going away anytime transitory. soon. I've heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the new guy
1: in
0: on the action. Greg Gillespie, what was yours?
1: This is my first time on the roundtable, and so I want to obey the ground rules. But if I say un-COVID, is that going to be
3: <laughs> have to against check with the, the judges? judges. Exactly. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Okay. yeah, we'll let it pass. Yeah. Judges, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Here's the review. Yeah.
1: My third biggest story is the end of the COVID year. It finally became unanimous. Some people gave it up in 2020. A lot of people mm-hmm. did in 2021. Even the folks that were hanging on to the masks and the shutdowns, they gave gave it up in Mm. 2022. What I'm concerned about is it's going to be nearly impossible to get buy-in if there is another public health need. Hmm. There's no middle ground to search for consensus. We don't even follow the science in a way that everybody agrees what that is. I think that discovery has implications for us into the future. Even though the pandemic's not officially over, for a lot of people, it's over. If I could say, you know, Florida, there should not be much of Florida left if what we were told in 2020
0: (laughs) was really true.
3: Mark, what was yours? Uh, For me, increase in violent crime. It's hard to remember violent crime in America, not being not just so rampant, but so blatant, brazen, videos you see every day, mobs ransacking stores, unchallenged, uh, random assaults. Where does it end? It feels more and more like the Wild West out there every day. It sure
0: does. Guys, I think there's a big one we're all going to agree on at the end, but before we get to that, let's do the second biggest story of 2022. I'll begin with mine, row reversed. It was a Friday morning in late June, you guys remember it well, the U.S. Supreme Court ending a nationwide right to abortion, returning the issue to the states, many still trying to come to grips with what that means to be pro-life post-Roe, especially given the midterm election results when it appears as if the Dobbs v. Jackson decision may have backfired on pro-lifers at the ballot box. Regardless, Roe v.
2: Wade is history. And that, to me, is the second biggest story of the year. Brandon, what was yours? Russia invades Ukraine. I went with this mainly because not only is it the worst invasion since uh, World War II that we've seen, but the soaring gas prices that came out of that, obviously, it fueled inflation. And then you take a look at the ripple effect across the world and how we're seeing certain powers align that I think could have ramifications for many, many years. Yeah, Very interested to hear what these two new guys'
0: comments will be as we get to the end here. We'll begin with you, Mark. What was yours? I
3: wound up with uh, Roe v. Wade being overturned for number two. Midterm elections only emphasize what we already knew. Abortion is possibly the most divisive issue mm-hmm. of our time. There's no room for ambivalence. Passions run so high. Also, the, the Supreme Court, uh, the sanctity of that court has never been in question till now. When we had yeah. the leak of the, uh, yeah. the decision ahead of time, which was never solved, that just quietly disappeared. And you could always trust the Supreme Court to kind of be above the fray. Can you still do that? I don't know.
1: Yeah, very interesting. Greg Gillespie, yours. Number two, I've titled Workplace Changes. The staffing shortages, the stack of COVID monies made it harder for some people to go do a full day's work for a full day's pay and trying to get back from virtual work. I was following a Facebook chat uh, in a small town in Pennsylvania. Residents were complaining about they're waiting two to three weeks for their garbage pickup. Hmm. The trash truck company just can't keep people on the job. Yeah. Well, let's stay with you, Greg. And I like this guy, Brandon, thinking outside the box (laughs) a little bit. Your biggest story of the year. It also is economic. It is the rising prices. I think that has the widest implications on everybody. People are being forced to make choices they've not had to do in a generation because things are so tight. Yes, they
0: are. Mark, let's do yours, because I think I know what it is. Don't want to get the cat out of the
3: bag yet, it is. tell us what you think. (laughs) Ukraine. No way to get around it for me. Vladimir Putin clearly miscalculated Ukrainian and global resolve, though it remains to be seen how long that resolve will last on either side. Who's going to blink first? How long does that resolve last for anybody? And does uh, Putin eventually try to risk a serious escalation to try to win what seems to be an unwinnable war for him? Just how much is Ukraine's independence truly worth? than times during this whole conflict. We have seemed to be not that far from World War III. Yeah. Are we going to go closer to the brink or farther away?
0: I also had the war in Ukraine as my top story of the year, Europe's largest war since World War II, dominating the news like no other story this year. The Russian invasion has Putin in the category of a modern-day Hitler, made a hero out of Vladimir Zelensky. We don't know how to spell his name, but we said it a lot this <laughs> year. A lot of uh, why is that extra Y on there? I don't know. The fighting started in February, showed no sign of ending anytime soon. Thousands have died, millions displaced. And uh, Mark, as you alluded to, the end game is still anybody's guess here. Mm -hmm. That's why the war in Ukraine is, to me, the biggest
2: story of 2022. And the boss (laughs) had the first word and gets the last word. Well, Roe being reversed. I had a 1A, 1B with the war in Ukraine. With this law being reversed, and then not only the impact on protecting life, which is going to be a huge battlefield for Christians going forward. But You have the firebombing of pro life pregnancy care centers. You have DOJ officials admitting that they have targeted pro lifers since Roe v. Wade was overturned. To the impact on the election, I think something that a lot of people in the Christian community might have overlooked was how big that would be. And I think that had a big impact come November. And then even the impact that Roe has had on the Respect for Marriage Act, which kind of bred from that point Mm -hmm. of the Supreme Court overturning uh, Roe v. Wade. Just a, a a monumental decision uh, And to me It was the top story of the year. All right I graded all your papers You all get a 100
0: <laughs> Thanks <laughs> so much Gold star <laughs> And Yeah uh anybody sad to see 2022 go let's see those hands you know. bring on 2023 <laughs> <Careful what you laughs> let's ask turn for the it. page that's right all right great discussion gentlemen the top five news events slash issues of the year from the family life news team and what a year it's been 2022 i asked the capital connection crew jason mcguire with new yorkers for constitutional freedoms and michael gear at the pennsylvania family institute what their top five list was from From Albany and Harrisburg, New York and Pennsylvania, what were the stories that mattered most in 2022? We'll begin in Pennsylvania.
5: Mr. Geer, your fifth biggest story of the year and why. Well, I think what I would uh, list as the fifth biggest story for Pennsylvania this year is the opioid crisis and overdose deaths that have been devastating our state. In the 11 years of the Vietnam conflict, 3,412 Pennsylvanians lost their lives. That was over 11 years. We surpassed that number just in 2022 alone in overdose deaths by September. And uh, that's just tragic. And I guess I would tie into that as well as the crime crisis in our state with Uh, murders going through the roof in places like Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, drugs and crime kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Uh, Jason, your fifth biggest story in New York State this year.
4: Yeah, I can almost piggyback off of Michael's there as we're seeing similar things in New York, but we're going a little different direction. Listeners will remember there was that Topps supermarket massacre that occurred here in New York. That led to a chain reaction of actions. One, just the tragedy of that situation, the reminder that racism is real and that there is evil in people's hearts. We saw that on display on that day. But then the ensuing actions that occurred here in New York, where Governor Kathy Hochul, and a special session of the legislature, looked to further curtail Second Amendment rights, impacting even houses of worship in this state, and our organization is leading a court action challenging that law.
0: Now, let's stay in Albany. Uh, so many major stories this year. Jason, what was your fourth biggest story of the year?
4: I think that would be the vaccine and mask debates and all that has been occurring around that issue we forget that it was only in March of this year that the school mask mandate was lifted and that there was pressure during the legislative session to pass a vaccine mandate for schools. The irony is is that even though it's now so many months away, those calls are renewing again, and it could be in 2023 that we'll see renewed calls for both masking mandates and that vaccine mandate for school attendance. Let's
0: head on down to Harrisburg. Michael, your fourth biggest story of the year.
5: Well, my pick for number four is uh, the elections generally. The Fetterman Oz race gained national notoriety. We also Sort of had a very unconventional governor's race, and then the surprise apparent flip of the Pennsylvania House, which we now see is turning that whole place into a big mess.
0: All right, two down, three to go. Jason McGuire at New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms, your third biggest story of 2022.
4: Yeah, I'm going to stay in the same vein and go with the midterm election results. In New York, you often think that your vote doesn't matter, but it did this time in this state. There are still races being decided. They're as close as three votes apart, so not all races are called. But really, the red wave that most of the nation, did lap up on the shores of the Empire State. Yeah. Uh, we saw that there were gains made in Congress, and so uh, the Republican Party picked up some seats there, and, and that is going to make a difference in who holds the majority coming into the new year. While Lee Zeldin did not defeat Governor Kathy Hochul in the November election, he did make gains, and so did the Republican Party in all 62 counties in the state of New York. That's a story not getting enough attention.
5: All right, number
0: three on your list, Michael?
5: For me, number three is Governor Wolf skirting the legislature and sort of flaunting his role as the executive, specifically in terms of regulations that passed just this past month here in Pennsylvania, adding sexual orientation and gender identity to the state human relations code. That was something that we have been fighting off in the Pennsylvania General Assembly for a matter of decades, and the governor could never get that through uh, the legislature. So instead, through executive order and then actions by that Pennsylvania Human Relations Commission, they've enacted it just as regulations and that's going to uh, portend uh, negative things for religious liberty in our state.
0: All right, if you're just joining us, this is a special edition of Capital Connection, our year in review, special reports, the top five news issues slash events from uh, the past 12 months in New York and Pennsylvania. And what a year it has been. We've done three, two more to go. Uh, Let's stay in Harrisburg for this one. Michael Gere, your second biggest story of the year.
5: Well, I think last year at this time, I called 2021, the year of the parent, detailing how parental rights had come to the forefront in both policy and political activism in school settings and beyond. And I see that again this year as moms and dads engage fighting against the transgender agenda, CRT, and the sexualization of children in our culture and classrooms. So I would say parental involvement uh, has been very significant, continuing in uh, 2022. And we've had the opportunity to come alongside parents with our Independence Law Center to help promote policies that strengthen families, and uh, protect children in school settings.
0: Jason, your second biggest story in New York this year.
4: Yeah, it was a national story. I mean, it was hard to ignore the fact that Roe v. Wade was overturned. But then it had great impact on New York and how it shaped public policy here. The governor came out declaring that God was on her side in the abortion debate. Uh, She stood in a church and began to dole out tens of millions of dollars to the abortion industry. legislation was passed to try to shore up so-called abortion rights in this state. And there was pro-life pushback as well. And so the battle lines were drawn between those life states and the anti-life states. And New York, sadly, is one of those that is shoring up Planned Parenthood rather than the pro-life position.
0: Uh, and here we are, folks. Drumroll, please. The biggest story of 2022 in New York and Pennsylvania. Michael Gere, what did you settle on this year?
5: Well, I agree with uh, Jason on the Roe versus Wade overturned by the Dobbs decision by the United States Supreme Court is our top story in Pennsylvania and, quite frankly, nationally. For 50 years, so the Roe versus Wade decision had imposed abortion on demand on all fifty states. Here in Pennsylvania we had nearly six thousand pro life Pennsylvanians gather at the Capitol for the Pennsylvania March for Life in September, one of the largest rallies ever on the Capitol steps and the first post Roe March for Life anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. But of course the overturn of Roe was not the end of our fight for life. To quote Winston Churchill, it was the end of the beginning. The fight to protect innocent, unborn carries on, and it's hard to imagine a more noble effort for which we can engage.
0: Yeah, we just did our year in review as it pertains to the national landscape, and uh, a lot of us settled on that one as the top story of the year. Uh, And be very interesting, Jason, what you decided, based on what has transpired the past 12 months, was the biggest news event in New York.
4: Well, I thought of this issue in regard to how much ink was spent on this and how much time I've spent talking about the issue, really, in in 2022. And that's the crime wave across New York. Whether you're in a rural section of the state, suburbs, or urban areas, crime is in everybody's minds, and there's something happening. There's a reshuffling of the electorate that's happening, of the people of the state of New York, that they're responding to the cashless bail reform and so many other issues that progressive politics is leading us towards, and crime is shaking up things here in the Empire State.
0: right, crime in New York, the abortion issue in Pennsylvania, the biggest stories according to Michael Gear and Jason McGuire. And uh, before we go, uh, we just want you guys to take a look back and give us what you thought was the biggest legislative accomplishment at New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms in 2022.
4: Yeah, you know, our work is really about putting out fires. We can't advance a lot of good legislation It's putting out the fires of bad legislation. And I think some of the mandates regarding the school vaccine mandates were a part of that. We had great success in blocking that. And I'll also say that the blocking assisted suicide was a significant victory here in the Empire State.
0: And the greatest legislative accomplishment at uh, Pennsylvania Family Institute in 2022.
5: I'm going to talk to you real quick here. First is uh, stopping the legalization of marijuana. We uh, continue that fight, but we stopped it uh, here in 2022 despite Fetterman and Wolf pushing it hard. On a positive note, uh, also we uh, passed legislation uh, that is now law in Pennsylvania for homeschooling parents can choose to send their child to a public school class for example, if they want high school chemistry or something, now public schools will have to let those homeschoolers in for those singular classes.
0: All right, in both states, uh, well, no, I shouldn't say that. One state is getting a new governor, and the other is going to get its first-ever female governor elected to that office. So a lot to look ahead to in the year to come. What do you think our listeners need to be paying attention to, Michael, as you look to 2023...
5: Well, again, the life issue is going to be front and center in Pennsylvania because with the new governor coming in, Josh Shapiro, he sets a moderate tone in the way he kind of acts, but he's very radical on the issue of the sanctity of life.
0: All right. And in New York State, Jason, you get the final word. What should our listeners be paying attention to? What are you looking at as far as issues we'll be talking about in 2023?
4: Well, two things. First, I believe the legislature will attempt to uh, pass a constitutional amendment that would enshrine a board. Abortion rights in our state constitution. The other thing is the Respect for Marriage Act that was just signed into law, or the Disrespect for Marriage Act, signed into law by President Joe Biden, will probably look even worse in states like mine, to where we do not have the support of state government. And so there will be some coming litigation uh, for people of faith who hold traditional views on marriage in my state.
0: That's Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms and Michael Gear at the Pennsylvania Family Institute. Their top five stories of the year from the state capitals in Albany and Harrisburg. And just like that, we are, just like 2022, out of time. For the entire Family Life News team, I'm Bob Price wishing you and yours a very blessed new year.